0: Welcome to The Kim Doyle Show. I'm your host, Kim Doyle, and I am super excited to have you with us today. This podcast isn't just about digital marketing. It's about creating a business and a life you love on your terms. I'm here to explore how you can harness the power of email marketing, newsletters, content marketing, and even artificial intelligence to create value and serve your audience in a meaningful way. And remember, this is all about you. This journey is all about finding fun, effective, and enjoyable ways to engage with your audience, build your brand, and grow your business. On this show, you'll hear from me in solo episodes where I'll share my experiences and insights, as well as conversations with successful entrepreneurs and creators who have mastered the art of digital marketing in unique ways. We'll share their stories, strategies, and case studies to inspire and educate you on your own journey. So, are you ready to turn digital marketing into a fun journey that brings real results to your business and life? Let's do this together. Welcome to The Kim Doyle Show. Hey, hey, what is going on? Welcome to another episode of The Kim Doyle Show. All right, guys, so I'm doing a test today, and this is going to be interesting. So I am recording. I always use Zencaster to record but I'm going to try. So I am recording with video also because my goal is to be able to take these podcast episodes, even if it's just me and repurpose the video. Excuse me. So I have two things going on. (laughs) One is I've got, um, I'm using this camera. It's called camo cam. Because uh, I'm actually, I probably could have stood up for this, but whatever. So I'm sitting and I'm still kind of in the process of getting a backdrop going and all this kind of stuff. I actually found these great navy blue felt tiles to put on the wall. So I've ordered two sets. I'm ordering one more. They were on Amazon. It was like 12 tiles for $39. Not too bad. For, 49. 30, either way, they're like 12 by 12 or just shy of 12 by 12. So. So, Camo Cam will actually let me, <coughs> excuse me, will let me zoom in. And uh, so you don't see the sides of the walls that aren't done and all that good stuff. So, you can play with lighting. I can put a little, um, like a lower thirds caption stuff. I haven't done any of that stuff other than zoomed in a little bit. But the other piece of this is because I write out the show notes beforehand, I sort of use those as a guide. So, the next thing I'm going to test is Descript actually has this new AI option where you can upload the video and it'll shift where your eyes are looking. So, like right now, in the very beginning of this, depending on when you're watching this, um, I'm looking at the camera, not at the screen. But as I'm going through the podcast, in order to not lose, my place. I I follow the show notes. I don't read them, but I follow along. And so then I'm looking at the screen, which looks weird for shorts, in my opinion, like shorts and reels and TikTok. So anyways, let's see if I can figure out step two with Descript after I record this. Anyway, you guys are awesome. Thanks for that little sideways patience. Uh, But welcome to another episode. This is episode 111. I am one of those people that I love... um, I love numbers and those synchronicities I always think of, you know, 11, 11, 11. I always, you know, I think of my mom. I think of them as angel numbers, you know. And I'm not totally into numerology. My grandmother was, God bless her. So I do things like, well, my birthday is seven six. Seven and six is thirteen. One and three is four. So four is a good number. <laughs> Way more insight into me than you probably wanted, but that's all right. So I just dig that this is one eleven. There there's something. About this number. That is fantastic. All right. So today's episode is called The One Question You Can Ask Yourself. All right. And I'm going to tell you that this one question can literally be a game changer. It can turn your business completely on its head and make change and shifts happen just like that. And it was one of those questions that for me brought massive clarity in the span of about one minute. And we're going to get into to the one question, and I've got what the answer was for me, what that looks like moving forward, and how you can start thinking about this for your own business, okay? But first of all, if you missed last week's episode, I officially announced my first ever women's business retreat in Costa Rica. Yes, that place has just got a hold of my heart, I don't know what to tell you. Um, the Ignite Mastermind, it's happening this October, yes, so like, you know less two and a half months away. Um, But it's October 24th through the 28th. And my dear friend and amazing branding expert, Liz Weaver. Weaver? She's going to shoot me for that. I hope she doesn't. It's Weaver with a V as in victory. Liz Weaver is co-hosting this with me. You guys, I've only had one cup of coffee. I don't know why I'm so goofy right now. But uh, we really have just started getting around to promoting the event. And in last week's episode, I talked about how this came about so quickly. I was I was taking a trip back to see friends. Somebody else was going to come. And then that kind of went sideways. And the friend had suggested going somewhere else. I was like, Nah, I really want to go back. And I'm like, wait a minute. I've been wanting to do this retreat. Let's see if I can pull this together. And we did. So we've already got four spots taken. Um, there's only four more spaces left. So if you're interested, feel free to reach out and talk to me. Um, but, uh, if you're interested, you can go to ignite CR, for Costa Rica, dot com for all the details. And to let you know, this is a very small, intimate event. It is completely all inclusive. You just need to get yourself there. So the fee for the workshop, the retreat, everything, your transportation from the airport, your stay, your food, the workshop, two and a half days of workshop, ending the incredible few days we're spending together with a catamaran sunset cruise. This is absolutely my most favorite thing to do in Costa Rica. Um, I did it three times, I think, um, in the in the span of one year, actually. Um, but everything is included, and you just need to get yourself there. And the airport, if you wanted to look into this before you jump in, it's Liberia, not San Jose. That's about four three and a half, four hours from where we're staying. We are on the coast and it's where I lived in the city that I lived in Petrero. So anyway, and another bonus is that we have even hired a professional photographer. So you can get some gorgeous headshots in this amazing location, which it is a luxury beachfront home that I've stayed at a few times and I love this place. Um, So again, go to ignitemastermindcr.com. This is for women only. And in terms of the workshop, we go into a lot more detail about the workshop on the website. But this is a combination of business mindset and connections. And the business piece, there's some pre work that every attendee will be doing that we will then go through. And so we've got workshop elements, hot seats. It's it's going to be magical, you guys. I'm so, so excited. Like I said, this is the first of what hopefully will be a biannual annual trip, right? Yeah, biannual, twice a year. (laughs) What did I just say about loving numbers, figuring out twice a year is by. Um, so this is the lowest price because as we go and we start adding, I don't ever want this to be a huge event, um, but we may end up splitting it where the workshop is at the beachfront house and attendees stay at another place that uh, I'm aware that I know of that I've been to. So anyway, ignite is happening and I, I just, I can't believe it. I'm, I'm pretty ex- pretty excited. Um I'm also going to be let's see I get there a week before and then I'm staying almost 2 weeks. I'm going to be there for almost a month. I'm very excited to go back and visit friends and get a little bit of that pura vida energy back into my blood. Um all right. Let's move on. All right. So you guys is it me or does it feel like the summer has completely flown by? I don't know if it's because it was so cold. When I moved back in February, that winter felt like it was never ending, which anything is cold if you've lived in a tropical climate, right? For almost two years, like cold would be like the low 80s would be cold in Costa Rica. So I I don't know, but it, it just it feels to me like We've we just got the warmer weather and longer nights, and it's going to be time for Pumpkin Spice Everything in like a hot minute. Mind you, that being said, I have missed fall the last couple of years being in Costa Rica, and I am one of those nutty pumpkin people. Um, I love all the things that that fall brings, the coziness, the pumpkin, the shorter evenings, which... I don't know how weird that'll feel for me because Costa Rica gets dark at six o'clock all year long. Cause you're so close to the equator. Um, but yeah, I, I do. I I did miss that. And so I'm looking forward to that and really feeling it as we head into holidays, which is kind of funny since like I get back from the retreat November 11th and then it's going to be like full on holiday season here. Um, the nutty thing, and I'm sure this has been how it's always been is that Halloween decorations and candy are already up in stores. Like I went um, last weekend, we had my dad's birthday. We did a barbecue. He put an above ground pool in, in the back, which is perfect for me to float and read. I could not be happier. Um, But so he wanted to get like an outdoor cabinet. To put all the pool stuff in, so my siblings and I got them, and I requested the free assembly at Lowe's, which they actually are now delivering it because their assembly person is not available every day. Um, But so I went to pick it up, not knowing that it would have to be delivered. And I walked in, and the first thing you're hit with were these big, huge Halloween figures. And you guys, when I say big, for those of you in the United States, you know how high the ceilings are in Lowe's. For those of you who are not, Lowe's is a big, like a Home Depot, a home store, a hardware store, whatever. And it's warehouse, like huge, tall ceilings. They had a mummy and a scarecrow that I kid you not had to have been 20 feet tall. They were huge. And there was a couple other figures. And I was just like, oh, oh my gosh, Halloween. And then I headed over to the grocery store. And it was so funny because... I I turned down this aisle and it's like, and I could see the Halloween stuff because they do big displays, but you turn down the aisle and there's like spider webs and stuff. And I'm going around this corner and this woman and I almost crashed into each other. She said, I'm I'm so sorry. I was so distracted by all the Halloween already. (laughs) Like, Oh my gosh. And mind you, this is California. So it's still 90 something degrees during the day. I think down at my sister's where I used to live in Brentwood, it was over a hundred yesterday. You know, but everyone's in shorts and flip-flops and tank tops. And it's like, what the what? Anyway, when I was younger, I loved seeing this. I mean, as a young adult, uh, not as a child. Well, as a child, first of all, uh, there was less global warming. And so it actually felt seasonal when this stuff started (laughs) happening. But um, I I don't know. Maybe it was also because this was forced on me after being in retail for so long. And you get so far ahead of things that... I remember one year, um, you know, I was a store manager with home goods, a training manager, open stores for them, and we had Halloween on one side of a shelving unit, and we're setting up Christmas on the other, and it was September 9th. I was like, you have got to be kidding me. It's like we we're so forced into the next season that we don't even get to appreciate the season we're in. And at this stage of my life, because time is is flying, I want to be. I want to enjoy the moment I'm in. And my sister was saying this because you also feel, I don't know about you guys, but like, you know, as we start getting closer to fall, the sun starts doing its natural thing. And I don't know if it, I know nothing about astronomy or whatever, but so the sun gets closer further away, but you can feel the difference between July sun and even late August sun. You start feeling that pull towards fall. Anyway, I, you guys, there's so many times I used to like start whipping out the pumpkin spice candles (laughs) by um, mid-August. I'm not kidding you. Um, Would start doing Halloween decorations in September because we did so much when when my kids were little. um, We went to town like we decorated the inside of the house, the outside of the house, and you know we did the fog machines, and I had the characters working. I had like a five foot Dracula and a Eight foot Frankenstein. We got into it. It was a ton of fun. Um, I also had like a Halloween village. I still have my Christmas one, but that we'd set up on the inside. I mean, and we got into it, guys. Like, we used, um, I would get big blocks of foam and we'd cut the foam and create all these like spooky things. It was, it was really, it was a lot of fun. I even did a Halloween party for my kids one year. I had adult Halloween parties. I went to town. Um, all of that sounds so incredibly exhausting. <laughs> Um, you know, but whatever. Um, but really, like I said, the older I get, the faster time seems to be moving. So I'm not in a rush to have the seasons come and go too quickly anymore. Um, although I will say that usually by the end of January, I'm like, all right, let, let's, I'm ready for sunshine. <laughs> Maybe it just means I go back to Costa Rica in February, which would be fabulous. Um, every month of this summer though, feels like it's been, so much busier than I'm used to, or at least what I can remember. And again, you know, being my last couple of summers, I was in Costa Rica. So I wasn't around family and, and my family, we all get together for birthdays. We try to, you know, we group family birthdays together. Like my birthday is the day after my uncle's birthday. So we do ours together, that kind of stuff. But um you know, we're pretty hands on and supportive of each other and everything we do. So we see each other a lot. And um, being back in California with family has been wonderful, truly. But it also means my calendar is a little bit fuller. And it's when I start feeling squeezed like this, because, you know, I'm recording this, um, the first full week in August. And, and I started looking at the next couple of weeks and like I'm literally later this afternoon heading down to my sister's to dog sit for a few days. She's taking my niece down for her orientation for college. And then two weeks later, I'm going with my sister and my niece to move her in. So it's uh, in a city called San Marcos, Cal State San Marcos, which is near San Diego. So, you know, we'll drive everything down and, but I'm like, oh my gosh. And then I come back and it's like the last week of August. What? what? Anyway. I know I'm not the only one feeling this, but it really is when I start doing this, it's like, come back home, Kim, come back, be present and remind yourself that you always get everything done because truly my goal at this stage in my life and my business, I think I must say that my goal at this stage in life, I must say that 82 times. So I must have like 82 different goals, but (laughs) they all sort of fall under one umbrella Um, But it's really to stay present and focused. Like when we had my dad's birthday here last weekend, you know, my dad just turned 79. He has some heart issues. And I want to be as present as possible for all of my family stuff, not just my dad's. Obviously, I would do anything to have my mom here. And I never missed family stuff with my mom and dad. And You know, it's just one of those things where you say, be here now. I didn't think twice about the fact that, you know, I like to work on the weekends because I can just get lost in the zone, but, you know, to enjoy every moment. And sometimes it's harder to do that than others, but oddly enough, I do find that slowing down helps me to accomplish this. The more I try to squeeze into my day, the faster the day goes and you know, when I keep things simple, I've been doing this three things. And did I, I don't know if I talked about this in the podcast, but it bears repeating. And that is, I am journaling and I've been doing this for probably two months every day. I start with, I have a mantra that I rewrite every day. And then, at the end, I'll start, I kind of do this a little bit backwards, but I I start with, you know, what I'm, what am I doing that day? But at the end of the day, I have three things I write down, I do a quick reflection, what are three things I'm grateful for? What were three wins for the day? And what are three things I'm going to accomplish tomorrow? And then I rewrite the three things as I start my day the next day. And I would say 90% of the time, I get the three things done. And if I didn't, I may have underestimated how long something was going to take me or I forgot about an appointment, which happens. Um, Or, you know, my dad might need help with something or maybe I've had a bad night's sleep and I have to take a break or unplug. But I'm getting everything done and I'm staying super focused. And so for that, you know, I'm incredibly grateful um, and my challenge to you, as we wind down the remainder of 2023, is to stay present. And here is a quote by Maya Angelou. If you must look back, do so forgivingly. If you must look forward, do so prayerfully. However, the wisest thing you can do is to be present in the present, gratefully. So remind yourself that. And You know, often it's, you know, really trying to find a way to get ahead of things. And if you're not on my email list, you need to be. So you should go to kimdoyle.com and sign up for the Spark, the newsletter. Um, But I am announcing Jason Resnick, my brilliant, I'm so grateful for his friendship and his brain. Uh, But Jason and I are doing a two part live workshop on creating an offer for Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and then setting it all up. So we're going to help you craft an offer that's profitable for you, that's valuable for your audience, and then we're literally giving you swipe files and automations to plug it in. But we're doing this, the, it's, the first workshop will be the last week in August, and the second workshop is the first week in September, because we want to, we'll teach you the offer part, and then your homework, sort of in between, is to craft your offer. I'm going to show you how to do that with ChatGPT, and meaning the messaging for that offer. We have guidelines and a framework that you can say, you know, what is the most value that I can provide that's the most profitable for me. So it's a win-win. And then the automations and email swipe files. And I'm going to show you how to write those emails also with ChatGPT using our framework and the quantity of emails. So anyways, it's called conversion countdown. That's coming. So make sure you're on my list or um, or Jason's, one of the two. Um, All right. So now we're going to jump into (laughs) how long have I been doing this now? Uh, All right. 20 minutes in and we're going to get to the one question. The one question to ask yourself. I heard this in a video I was watching and I'm pretty sure it was Ben Hardy. um, And it was posed by Gary Keller of Keller Keller Williams Real Estate in the United States. And something tells me, I may have shared this last week, but we're going to go deeper on it this week. I double-checked the show notes and didn't see it there. But when I get excited about stuff, I get repetitive. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, But here's the question. What is the one thing, if accomplished, that makes everything else you're trying to do either easier or unnecessary? All right. So I'm going to say that again without flubbing it. What is the one thing, if accomplished, that makes everything else you're trying to do either easier or unnecessary? So. I know immediately what that one thing was for me. And it's the community that I'm launching in September. I've talked a lot about simplifying my business recently. And the community is at the core of that. It's a piece of it, but it really is the core. And I know there will be times when maybe I feel like hosting a workshop outside of the community um, or doing a collaboration. But here is the foundation for my business moving forward, community, group coaching, and retreats. So I have done a lot of one-on-one coaching. I'm going to shift and not that I won't do one-on-one coaching, but this is the model. That's it. And everything that I have done workshop course wise is going into the community, everything. And like I said, there will be other things I choose to do because I feel inspired, but it's not going to derail me from this being my primary focus. So the community is called the spark collective. And you guys know many of you that my newsletter is called the spark, which was also an evolution from F the hustle and it suits. And I played around with a bunch of different names and ideas. And I did this, uh, with chatty. I eat chat GPT. I also am playing around a lot with Claude.ai. I have been very happy with the results from Claude. um, but at the end of the day, with all the different ones, and sometimes with, with both platforms, I feel like the naming gets a little quippy, too cute. Boss Babe, yeah, Boss Babe, or I just some of that kind of stuff. And that just doesn't fit me at this point in my life. I don't know that it ever did. I, I think I'm a little bit too sarcastic, pragmatic. I'm not sure what the word is there. Um But so the community is called the Spark Collective. And what I loved is that I looked up the definitions of collective and there's an adjective and a noun. And I thought that these were perfect. And so the adjective for the word collective is done by people acting as a group. And as a noun, it's a cooperative enterprise. And so the fact that it's done by people acting as a group cooperatively, that just, I I loved it. And so the spark collective came about because it's time and that's a, a a personal calling. Like it is just time. And it's one of those things that fits. You guys have probably heard the, the phrase. Nothing is more powerful than an idea whose time has come. Thank you, Victor Hugo for that quote. Um, but it is, there's a handful of times in my life. And I think we can all go back to those times where you say, this is it. I know it. This is, I'm doing this. It was when I started the F the hustle newsletter. I knew right away, that's the name, that's it. And then when I pivoted to the spark, I sent out an email and I said, does this name resonate with you? If so, why, if not, why not? Because from the time I picked F the hustle, it was very clear that it was anti hustle culture, right? But yet, I couldn't find a way to translate that into more. How do I translate that into a community? How do I translate that in being for something moving forward? Because it definitely has a negative connotation to it. And so when I got responses back about, I get what you're trying to do with this, but it doesn't resonate with me, or you're much more positive than this. It was instantly, I got to change a name. I knew it. I knew it, hands down. And I probably shared this years ago, years ago, <laughs> Jesus, months ago when I did do the name change because um, my therapist mentor has probably for the last 10 years told me, Kim, you have this spark within you. So it was like when the name came up, it just felt so perfect. So we all have those times, right? When we realized or realize, excuse me, that this is it. And so that's what happened for me. When I asked that question of myself, what is one thing I could do that, if accomplished, would make everything else easier or unnecessary? There's not a lot of unnecessaries, but there's a whole lot of easier that falls into this. So what I started realizing over the last few months, as I was stepping into this, I serve women, women are my audience, was that there is something missing in the marketing space, and I have decided to create it. And so I'm going to tell you what the Spark Collective is all about. And I'm taking this directly from the coming soon page, which will be going out in the newsletter this week for interest. And so here's the tagline, the thriving community for forward thinking female founders seeking collaborations that catalyze success. I know it sounds a little wordy, but um, I believe it is time for women to amplify each other in a male dominated space. So I'm going to tell you what problems this solves and then sort of how my role is going to look within this community because it absolutely is a collaborative environment. So I want people to brainstorm with a circle of fellow females across all industries to receive introductions to potential partners, affiliates, or sponsors, get matched with niche newsletters or podcasts for highly targeted swaps. I want you to be able to collaborate on game-changing joint ventures and partnerships to gain visibility through community spotlights and features, Uh, plug into an energizing space where women lift each other up, access workshops and training on reaching the next level, forge friendships and community with like-minded women, share your wins and challenges in a space built on support and so much more. The sisterhood sparks limitless opportunities, the sisterhood. And so... What this is, this is a place for, so if I was joining the community, if I was joining the collective, I would come in and I would introduce myself. My name is Kim Doyle. This is my market. This is who I serve. Here's the collaborate types of collaborations I'm looking for. I'm looking for newsletter swaps. I'm interested in buying A newsletter sponsor. I'm interested in buying a sponsorship in a newsletter. I'm interested in maybe a paid email drop where I can say, How big is your list? What would you charge me to send a dedicated email to your list of 10,000 people? Now, if someone says, Well, I have a list of 800, the price point's going to vary, right? But what you want to look at is targeting the right audience. And I don't know if I shared this with you guys, but I had a call with um, ConvertKit a few weeks ago, and they were doing research. And what I said to them, you know, they've got the creator network, and I'm getting referrals all the time. But I'm also paying attention to who opts out. And there are a lot of them are coming from the creator network. And those are people who if you're not familiar with that, when they opt into someone's newsletter, then a pop up shows up and says, Hey, you might also like these newsletters, it's a recommendation, a referral engine, you know, if, if you will. And So coming from that, I'm paying attention who's coming in and who's not staying on. The thing with the creator network and all of these types of referral engines is that you can select the niche that you're going to refer, but that's it. It's not like a Facebook ad where I can say, I want to target women in this demographic, in these niches, in these countries, you know, as an example, you know, where you can get a little bit more specific or create lookalike audiences based on This marketer's, I want to target that audience, you know, so you can't do that. And so it kind of becomes this up, down, up, down, up, down cycle. Whereas within the collective, you're going to be able to say, I'm looking for people that I can collaborate with, or I'm looking for affiliates. I have a book launching, or I have a course launching. This is what the course is, this is who it serves, this is my audience. So you can get very specific. And then within the community, people can choose to. You know, you can charge, you can swap, whatever you want to do. But what we'll do then is weekly, we'll send out a weekly recap of what's gone on. The goal is weekly. We might start with biweekly as it's getting up and moving and people are joining. But say, here are the joint venture opportunities. Here, maybe you're looking to hire someone. Maybe you need to hire a social media or a VA. You know, here are the people that are hiring um, this is somebody who's looking for affiliates. This is somebody who is looking for new podcast guests. This is somebody who's looking for to be on podcast shows, you know, so podcast shows, you know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, it's going to be a collaboration. So, um, and it's going to grow and evolve, but as a founding member, this is going to look very different because, and you guys, it's starting out. I think the price will be 29 bucks a month to start out with, um, cause I'm doing this I want to keep it as simple as possible and we are going for minimum viable. So I'll be hosting one live workshop a month and then like I said, we'll send out the newsletter to members only with a recap of opportunities with the community. once we have you know uh, I don't I don't know what sort of KPIs I'm going to create in terms of how many members before we start doing X, how many members before we start doing this and founders will lock in that price. I see probably by next year this going up to like $97 a month, but it will incrementally grow. And so founding members are going to be locked in. And what I'd like to do then is have guest workshops and guest speakers. And so that the community gets promoted within the community. And again, this is for women only, but I want to start creating more visible opportunities for women. And I want to amplify women in this space. Um, So the whole launch plan that I'm doing for this is I am going directly off of what my brilliant friend and former coach uh Maritza Parra did with her Heartwork Journaling University. I'm going to launch it with a webinar and I will be running ads to the webinar. It'll actually be a paid workshop, like $10 for a workshop and probably with like an upsell in that funnel of you know $15, $17, something low end. But I want to be able to see if I can offset my ad costs, and then I become my own case study to share that process, right? But so it'll be run with the webinar. There'll be an option to join monthly, and then there will be obviously an annual option where you can, you know, get a couple months free. And little teaser, but I'm planning on shipping a box of goodies to the annual subscribers, so that's going to be exciting. Um, but you're going to hear more about it as it gets closer, and I'll go deeper into the whys with this right now, you guys, I think I'm having a very, I don't want to say a hard time, but I'm sort of waiting for the pendulum to swing into the middle right now for me. And what I mean by that is, you guys, I've been in this space 15 and a half years. And I started off you know, with a a Facebook group called the Women of Internet Marketing because I felt the overabundance of bro marketers from day one. And I'm not here to bash men. And I don't know, maybe this is coming off the tail end of seeing Barbie, um, where I feel so much that I just want to support and uplift women. And I'm going to just say this, if there are any men listening at this point, um, I have tons of amazing friends and men in this space that I have nothing but love and respect and admiration for. And I will always support their work when it's in alignment for my audience. Like, so this isn't a, I won't, but it's just, you know, what I'm moving towards and, and for, and, you know, a thing, a, a piece of this that I was actually sharing this on the a podcast interview that I'm going to talk about in a minute. Um, when, what I've noticed, okay. And this has just been on Kim's personal research and experiences is that every single woman that I know that is in business, not only they wanted something different, right? They wanted to either be able to work from home or do their own thing or pursue their own interest. But so many of their goals and targets that they want to achieve or reach are so that they can lift other people up. I want to do this so that you know like i um have two big goals that i set for myself one i'm not sharing the other one is my daughter's going to graduate school next year i don't want her to have to take out one single loan so i'm going to pay for graduate school and so that's what i'm talking about and i'm not saying men don't do this okay but this is every single woman i know that creates a goal and a target and has ambition does so with an element of uplifting others it's always mixed in there okay but i really come back to this, that this community, this is the one thing that if accomplished will make everything else I'm doing easier or unnecessary. And as this grows and scales, I can let keep letting go of other things, right? And actually, there's not a lot I need to, to let go of at this stage, because it's all coming under a different umbrella. But ask yourself this, like how much easier do you think it's going to be to have one thing that is a primary focus for creating content And driving traffic. Now, for me, obviously I still have the other brand. I've got Create It, the Content Planner, but we're also simplifying that. Literally, there's like three objectives. And I'll do a whole other episode on that. But instead of pulling myself in different directions, I create a process, I implement it, and then I measure what's working and I tweak. So because I'm focusing on implementing paid traffic as a consistent part of my business, I'm gonna be able to measure how well the initial the initial webinar converts which is going to be on a week by week basis. And I probably see, I'm trying to think I probably need to get ads going for that. Oh, gosh, in a week or 2 uh, well, not too far out for webinar because I get people forget they've registered. But um, but really having one vehicle to market this um and then so I'll have an ad campaign, a follow-up sequence, we'll see how well the offer converts. And then to step back and say all right, what needs adjusting? What needs tweaking? Was there a, a disconnect? And you'll see with ads pretty early on, you can see, you know, if your ad says one thing and the the landing page says something entirely different, you're kind of screwed. You're going to, you know, screw the pooch there. So there's a level of continuity. And I've done enough of advertising to understand that process. Um, But that's it. I get to create this one process, do it, measure it, adjust, and do it again. So not to mention, think about learning that process, how I can apply that to the other business. Um, The thing is, I, I don't have to recreate the wheel. That's the beauty of this. Once I create it, instead, I focus on improving the wheel. So once it's running like a well-oiled machine, then I implement a new machine, meaning, you know, I take this webinar and then I say, okay, can I turn this into evergreen? Or, you know, the next step would be, all right, I've, maybe it's a year, maybe it's six months, but I've figured out and I've got a good system for Facebook and Instagram ads until that system needs revamping because it stops working. That's the nature of this, this space. And then we say, okay, let's, let's jump into YouTube ads, <clears throat> but it's really staying focused. So here's some addition, some of the benefits of focusing on this one thing while it's new and growing, I don't have to create a new launch all the time. You guys, I, because a lot of people will think that, oh, but you do this and you did that. Like I kind of jumped into AI. I taught conversations with chat GPT. I still think it's a great workshop for those people who don't understand It's not just asking for something and getting an output. Um, And then I did the AI marketing chronicles and I did create it with AI where I showed how to create your content strategy based on the planner in 90 minutes. That's it. I'm not doing anything else with AI. I've stopped the newsletter. I have totally reined it in. I continue to use it and I'll continue to share with the community moving forward, but that's it. Like I'm not going sideways and having an app developed or of that kind of stuff. Um, So all I have to do while this is new and growing I just focus on improving the previous launch. I won't have to keep starting from scratch. Um, I'll have a community that will tell me what they want, what was helpful, what they don't need. And even if they don't tell me what they don't need, I'll see it, excuse me, based on engagement, click-through rates, that kind of thing. Um, And asking for feedback. You know, when you ask your audience for feedback, it's invaluable, provided you take action on the feedback, which is what happened when I asked about F the Hustle mastering new skills that I can apply across the board in my businesses. Again, for example, get the better I get at paid traffic, the more opportunities I can create for lead generation for both businesses, because you get one vertical running and then you can say, all right, well, I did this with a paid workshop. Now can I do it with a free plus shipping? Now can I do it with just a lead magnet? And so you get to see what works and you can apply you know, you've already got all this data. So it's like, how do I take it and try this now? That's where you can start experimenting. Um, But my energy isn't split. (sighs) Can I get an amen on that? (laughs) And again, maybe this is just 53 and saying, dude, I need to focus like I don't have the bandwidth for anything incredibly new at this juncture. And if I do want to, if I do want to learn something new, I want to explore something outside of this space, for lack of, you know, a better way to phrase that. Maybe I want to I want to get back into my watercolors, or I am fascinated by neuroscience and how the brain reacts to stuff. Anyways, (laughs) or maybe learn Spanish since I want to be in Costa Rica so much. Still, I will be getting back to Duolingo. Anyways, and then of course I get to focus and foster the community which also creates better relationships for both myself and members. I love connecting people with each other. And this just makes tons of sense. What it makes easier or unnecessary. First of all, it's going to make my everyday day that much easier, meaning fewer distractions consistent KPIs to measure. So it's, you know, and honestly, I will have a data nerd on my team at some point. I don't want to do any of that. I don't want to go into Google Analytics. I don't want to pull data from Facebook ads. I will have to do that until I have those people in place. But you know what I mean? Um, But I know exactly what needs my attention as I head into my week. Beyond, oh, I've got a call or I've got this. It's like, okay, this isn't doing what we wanted. Let's up this. This is doing way better than we thought. How do we amplify that? I don't always need to come up with new ideas, which I love doing that. Truth be told, I do love coming up with ideas and that's never ending, but I have another (laughs) idea for a Kim not having to be the face of it, like an e-commerce brand that I think I, well, I know would do phenomenally well. I don't have the bandwidth for that, but maybe then I could play. I treat those ideas as playtime if I want to pursue them. Um, But not having to come up with I need to do a new workshop, or I need to do another cohort. Um, I like this model because I can put all of that into the community. If I want to offer a new workshop, it goes into the community if I want to, you know, I don't have to resell it. What becomes the the adjusting and focusing on is selling what's existing and working in a way that pulls in new members. Um, Another thing that becomes way easier is knowing where to spend my money in my business, it becomes much more streamlined. Two pieces support, i.e. a team and paid traffic. That's it. That's where the money goes back into the business. Um, I don't mean you know, I'm not going to qualify any of that you guys get the point. And most importantly, I get to say no to a lot more. One of the decisions I've made is that I'm not doing summits anymore, unless it's a good friend who asks. um, Because it's a I don't want to say it's a waste of my time, but not knowing how well the audience match is to my message, I have to cre- create a presentation. I have to commit to doing X amount of emails for a summit. I have to commit to all this social with the hopes of getting a few new subscribers. I'd be better off taking that 10 to 15 hours that it's going to require of me to do this for someone else's business to write an incredibly good post or create some videos, create a social campaign, and then focus on driving traffic back to my own property. Now, that doesn't mean you don't do swaps and shares. But to me, summits are not the best use of my time. So I've already decided not doing that again, unless it's a friend and I know you personally. Um, But I just get to say no to opportunities that don't feel in alignment. And I honestly said no to two summits recently, and it felt really good. And I definitely think this is this is happening for me because of where I'm at in my life, in my business. I want more white space, more free time. Um, I heard an incredible quote the other day, and I apologize. I don't remember who said it or where I heard it from. It may have been on Tiffany Carter's Project Me podcast, um, but it speaks directly to how things look when we have that big goal, that big target. And I'm paraphrasing, but it went something along the lines of the further out your target is that you want to hit, the further you need to pull back your bow in order to release your arrow. Right? I mean, I've probably totally botched that, but you get the point. So, you know, if you want, if you're an archer and you want to hit a target 100 yards away, you can't have a slack bow, like the arrow is going to go five feet. But if you want to hit that, you have to pull that thing back as far as you can. And I am recording this on video, so I don't know what that's going to look like, but you have to pull it back as far as you can so that the arrow gets way more push and velocity. I don't know what the right, you know, physics word is for this, but before it's released. So it is tight and man, it's going to fly. So this doesn't, this isn't to say that you need to put more pressure on yourself, but I do what, it what struck a, a chord for me with this quote was that sometimes you have to step further back in order to move forward with the momentum you need to hit your target. So when I look back at the last year of back surgery and launching the other planner brand and moving back to California and then getting shingles and dealing with just the you guys, it was it was truly a lot. And within that then having obligations to other people and like Yowza. Yeah, okay. But I'm like there was an element to having that those that those experiences, having all of those experiences the last year that brought me to here. Sorry, (laughs) I talk with my hands. And honestly, the biggest catalyst for all of this for me was coming up with that big goal. Again, I cannot recommend 10x is easier than 2x by Dr. Benjamin Hardy and Dan Sullivan. But you know, things really, it was like a switch just got flipped in my brain when I created that one big goal, that my, my goal to reach that is in three years time. So I will be excited to share when it's going to happen. Maybe it'll be two years. Like I'm not assuming it can't be three. I mean, I'm not assuming that it's three or more, right? What if it's two years, you never know. So anyway, um, I really do feel that I've spent the last year pulling back the bow in order to fly. And so that's where I'm at now. And I also believe that everything I've done over the last 15 and a half years has brought me to this moment. Like I said, I had a Facebook group in 2009, 2008, 2009 called the women of internet marketing. I did a movie where I interviewed, I think it was 15 other female entrepreneurs. Maybe it was 12. I don't remember, but, um, and all of the work in between has brought me full circle. And the podcast I had mentioned that I was interviewed on this morning. I know this girl, she's great. She'll be on my show. I'm going to interview her in a few weeks. But she, we were talking about my journey and the different directions I've taken in my business. And she referred to me as, she said, maybe being multi-passionate. And in some ways it's true, but I really... It was much more about finding what was right for me. I mean, I spent 10 years as the WordPress chick. That's not necessarily multi-passionate, but let's remember too that the digital marketing space is still in its infancy. I mean, you guys, this has not been around that long. So when you're new to a space, it was like everything was new. WordPress was new. Email marketing was new. What's a lead magnet? What? You know, like content creation, everything was new. And so the only way we find out what we're good at, where we have strengths and skills is to try, right? And I've not been afraid to try. That doesn't mean I've let everything else go, you know, but I mean, again, 10 years as a WordPress chick, then pivoting to my personal brand. And within my personal brand, Content marketing was a huge focus and then pivoted a little bit to email and newsletters, niching down a little bit more. It's not like I pivoted to selling dog toys off of Kim Doyle. You know what I mean? Everything has fallen under the umbrella of digital marketing. It just took me a while to find my own niche within the space. What is fascinating to me is that I didn't never in a million years would I have thought the spark, pun intended, that would change everything was to focus on the who rather than the what, i.e. serving women. So, you know, my hope for you with your own business is that you take the time to really think about this question for yourself. Again, what is the one thing you could do that, if accomplished, makes everything else easier or unnecessary? and then go all in with that. You know, some of you guys may have the answer come to you right away, like it did for me. Although in some ways, I think it was the culmination of the last 15 and a half years that created the clarity. For others, it's going to be a process. And even if you have that idea come to you right out of the gate, that doesn't mean it doesn't need molding. You know, it's kind of like, I'm awfully quotey today, aren't I? But I, I I think about and I don't remember who asked him, but Michelangelo with the David is that, you know, he says all he did was get rid of the marble. The David was always there. You know, he got rid of the extra marble uh, and and brought out what was already there. And so, in some ways, you know, this this desire to serve and show up for women has always been there, and I just needed to carve away the stuff that wasn't necessary. So give yourself some grace with this. Start with the end in mind and be crystal clear about what you want your life to look and feel life, feel life, feel life, feel like, and then work your way backward. You might surprise yourself. And I'm going to give you one more exercise that I know I've already shared, but this is so incredibly powerful if you've not done this. And that is to write a letter from your future self. I did this after listening to Ben Hardy's Be Your Future Self Now. And, you know, they call this future pacing as another way too. that. If you think about where you want to be in six months time, you know, that's a different person than you are today. You're a different person today than you were a week ago. And so how would that person so let's say for me, and I'm going to give you a tangible example of something that is happening. Um, but for me, let's say the community. I go, I, I, let's say I do a new letter, which I should, because I wrote the letter in May dated December 31st of this year. So this would put me at like February, right? If I wanted to go six months out and, but it's to write a letter from your future self and what you've accomplished. So that letter that I wrote to me in May, it's dated December 31st, 2023. And it says, girl, you are not going to believe what we've accomplished this year. And I hit on everything, my business, finances, relationships and health. And I set a health goal, a weight release goal to hit by the end of the year. And the crazy thing is you guys, I'm like, oh my god, I'm totally on target to do this and I'm obviously doing a few things. But had I looked at it and said, "Oh, I only want to release this much weight each month." It would have felt like, god, that's going to take forever. But I did, I let it go. I just set the goal and I went about creating some things and I'm just if I fall off, I get back on. Am I moving more? Yes. Like all of those little things. So really give yourself some grace, but it's really, um, it's inspiring and there's a level of trust that you instill in yourself when you claim what you want in your life. And on that note, I think that's a perfect place to end this podcast episode. As always, guys, thank you so much for listening. I love you tons. If you've not left a review, it would be incredibly, incredibly helpful. Go to iTunes and leave a review. I think it's the only place you can write reviews right now. Um, so yeah, if you're an Android listener, I'm gonna have to look into Google. Do you guys know Stitcher is going away or has gone away? Anyways, that being said, and reminder that the Costa Rica retreat is ignitemastermindcr.com. Like I said, we only have four spots left. Would love to have you join us. It will not ever be this price again. This the goal of this was to cover our costs and to get some testimonials and photos in order to grow this channel, this revenue um, in business. So have a fantastic morning, afternoon, evening, and I will catch you next week.